Uh, we're recording. We're on Facebook Live right now. Uh, there's Tom hello, from Playboy Tees right Hi. there. Uh, we're recording this Facebook live stream, this podcast, all courtesy of Moose Mobile, the sponsor of Carcone Carne. Plain White Tees, just Friday night, uh, you did your record release, Parallel Universe, at Reckless. At How did Reckless. That go? It was great. It was great. Uh, a lot of people showed up. It was a lot it, of people. Every, anytime it's a homecoming, it's a big deal, right? Uh, I mean, for us, it was a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, we haven't put out a record for real in... Geez, I don't even know. The last one we tried to do was in 2015, and it was self-released. So it mm-hmm. was a very, you know, it was like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. It didn't really go, uh, you know, we didn't know what the hell we were doing, basically. So this time around, we're back with Fearless Records, mm-hmm. which is the label we started on. And it feels so good. It feels so good to have someone backing us up so that we can do things like Reckless, and we can, um, you know get the music that we make out there so people know it's out there it's car con carne let's eat in the car it's car con carne and now here's the star of our show james van right, we're, we're in front of los am Burrito. i close enough by the way to the mic yeah Okay, sounds good. amazing. Cool. Uh, we're in front of Los Burritos Mexicanos. Los Burritos, of course, Spanish for the burritos. Dos, by the way. Numero dos. Yes, there's uh, another one over the, on the other side of town. We're in Villa Park, which really was a plain white tea's breeding ground. Mm-hmm. This was like oh, the yeah. primordial soup that gave way to the band. Mm-hmm. It sure right. was. So I'm going to dis- distribute burritos. Oh, you have yours. I've got mine in my lap. I haven't opened it yet, though. I'm waiting, waiting well, for you. You can crank it open. Uh, you optimistically ordered, ordered a burrito. I followed suit. I guess we don't need a fork, right? You could just like yeah, you just go for it. it. Yeah. yeah. Have mm. a napkin. Oh, thank you, thank you. So, I mean, speaking of homecoming and Villa Park, yeah, I was thinking Fallout Boy did an EP that that is Chicago theme. They just put that mm-hmm. out there. How important is your Chicago ness or your your ties back here? I mean, as you as your star continues to rise and get stratospheric, how important is the grounding back? in your I guess your roots I mean I'm just like a we were talking inside about this a little bit but I'm such a suburban kid you know always have been I kind of feel like I always will be like no matter where we've toured or traveled I still feel it feels so good coming home coming back here to Chicago and to the birds I love it Mm -hmm. and I've got a son now like I was saying he's eight years old and so for him to grow up around here is kind of important to me so yeah where people are it's, it's the Midwest. Yeah. People are grounded. Yeah. So let's talk about Parallel Universe okay. a little bit. Um, you know, you guys have really evolved into this smart pop band. I mean, the songwriting seems the same, but musically you're, you're doing interesting things texturally. Uh, I, I hear lots of 80s influences mm. and keyboards on, the, on this, and mm-hmm. it's synthy and just sounds a little more complex. Yeah. Well, it's cool because we've, you know... We started the band back in 97, as you know, um, when I was bugging you about trying to get us on some shows or trying to play me the new Loud Lucy stuff or whatever. <laughs> um, but so we started in, in that scene. It was kind of that pop punk scene in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of came up never really thinking outside the box. It was like, cool, we've got our guitars, we've got drums and bass, and right. that's how we do it. And obviously music has come such a long way since then. And... Um, you know, people are just making 
the coolest records in their bedrooms now with a laptop. True. And so for us to, we've always kind of teetered on that line of like, man, we want to kind of experiment. We want to do some of this stuff that we think is so cool. But A, we kind of, it's, it's like unfamiliar territory for us, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're kind of nervous there. B, we have this fan base. What are they going to think, you know? So it's, we've never really fully dove in to the to experimenting with a lot of sonic stuff and in this record we just kind of said fuck it like we just want to make something that we think is cool and that's what we did and and you did it uh starting off with some of the songs on the album let's talk about light up the room okay do you consider yourself a romantic person so that that song sounds deeply romantic so i do but uh I don't know. I've gone. But if you're watching at Facebook Live, he said, I do. And then he turned to look at me straight in the eye. Yeah, it was like a proposal. I, I got chills. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I definitely do consider myself a romantic person. And I'm like an eternal optimist. You know, I'm like the hopeful, the hopeless, the hopeful, hopeless romantic. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but over the past few years, I've just I've gone through a lot of like really bad um, relationship stuff. And so I'm kind of like, there's a song on the, which uh, I see your notes we're going to get to, called Sick of Love, about halfway halfway through the album. And that is My kind heart of, needs replacing. Yeah. I can't feel a thing anymore. Exactly. I mean, I really You're do. You're not supposed to look at the notes. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm cheating. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's definitely, um, I feel like I've lost a little bit of that, um, I don't know, a little bit of that romance. You know, I kind of feel like through the not like love is bullshit or something like that but just like I used to be all in you know love and just starry eyed dreamer trying to find that one girl that was perfect for me and I don't know it's just like my heart's a little bit harder and a little bit like blacker than it than it, than it used to be yeah. uh, that song does have a great funky groove to it too which one sick of love or? yeah oh yeah thank you thank you uh, you're skipping so but but light up the room so basically it's funny and all of the songs on the album as we'll go through them. Mm-hmm. Even the love songs, like Light Up the Room, is mm-hmm. like a, you know, more of a romantic, like adoring song to this girl. They're all a little bit dark and a little bit like, I don't know, you know, like Light Up the Room, it's kind of like this chick. I'm describing her as this chick that, you know, she don't break hearts, they get shattered, right? It's like she's the last chick I should be falling for or should be dealing with, but yet. That's the one. Those are the ones that you're, you know, for some reason drawn to the most. Uh, you just said something that I wanted to key in on: uh, the darkness. Going back to the idea that you write these great pop songs and pop hooks, one of the things I think that sets Plain White Tees apart from similar bands, there is that edge, that little bit of darkness behind the stuff. There's a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a wink to some of the stuff. Uh-huh. Um, a wink for sure. Well, you know, um. Like I said, I am the optimist, but I also, I love, it's really weird talking with my mouth full. I know. <laughs> um, I, I'm over it. I, I've, I've long since got over it. But I always love, just in music in general, the music that I tend to gravitate towards is always music that there's pushing boundaries a little mm-hmm. bit and, you know, sometimes a little bit darker. And um, so, yeah, so that always just kind of finds its way into my writing, I think. Um, I'm always... It's so much easier for me to write a song in a minor key than mm-hmm. a major key, you know? I don't know why. It's just like it just feels cooler that way or it feels more dark or whatever mm-hmm. that way. Um, so, yeah. 
uh, let's talk about optimism. Top of the world. That's a oh, yeah. I mean, it feels like a propulsive, empowering. Things may be breaking bad, but I, I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's a jam. Song. Exactly. You you nailed it. It's like uh, going through all of the stuff in the verses. It's like, well, I'm you know, it's all kind of negative stuff. But hey, I got this. Or, you know, I'm out of chips, but I'm still high rolling. Exactly. Yeah. I love my favorite line is the, uh, I can't sleep, but I'm always dreaming. I feel the heat, but I got no demons, which is totally false because I've got plenty of demons. But <laughs> we all do. Um, but in that moment, you know, you're sometimes you're you're you don't care about that, and you're like, no matter what bullshit happens, you're you're living it up. You're feeling good for whatever reason. And for me, that could be, you know, a good song. Mm-hmm. Sometimes is all you need to like change your mood and just make you feel good, make you feel alive. See, uh, a burrito. A, a burrito, yeah. Mm-hmm. This burrito is pretty good. It's a little dry. We should have got sour dry. cream or something, but that's okay. Or some salsa, a little extra. Yeah. A little extra Hot zip. Or something, uh-huh. yeah. Now, Bonnie, I want you. I, when I first heard it, I took everything on the surface. I thought it was about a hooker. I thought it was about a streetwalker. Having not, not too far off. No, okay, just kidding, just kidding. But I mean, having since dug a little deeper, I was, I was, I was off. I mean, this is about someone you knew. Yeah. So this, uh, you know, that some of the lyrics in that song, um, um, you know, assuming that a lot of people listening to this or watching don't know the songs or don't mm-hmm. know the album, but there's some, it's brand new as we're yeah, talking just about Carol Universe. Yeah. Yep. Um, so there's yeah, there's some lyrics. You know, what you gonna do when the drugs run out? Standing in the street with your tits out, Bonnie, I want you. It's kind of like this juxtaposition of like, again, saying this chick is fucking nuts and stay away from her, but for some reason, for some reason I want it. you. It's like you know, you can do no wrong in my eyes, kind of a thing. Or maybe I'm just a little bit messed up too. So we kind of work together. Tom, um, Tom likes the bad girls. I don't know. I don't. It's yeah. Whatever. Uh, I'm over it. You guys uh, have been so embracing of the video format for your yeah. music. Well, you, this album in particular. I yeah. mean, right out of the We've gate. We've already got three, four videos filmed, three out. Um, yeah, now, in your album. body, uh, the video for your body, you become a cyborg? What's going on there? Yeah, so <laughs> we have, you know... I don't know what the hell we're doing. We're having fun with this album, and that's the like again with like I said before the creating it. We didn't want to just stay in our box. We wanted mm-hmm. to smash the walls and just be different, be unique, kind of carve our own path. And uh, the videos, it's the same. You know, the artwork. Even I showed you the CD. Same, same oh, yeah, kind of thing. Hold it up. Um, but the videos, yeah, same thing. We want to do. Yeah, we got some crazy planets. Um, Kind of got the '80s like text, you know. Oh yeah, it looks like a computer ad or something in the '80s, or I don't know. Pretty it kind of cool. does. Um, but yeah, so the videos. Um, I'm just kind of trying to be be creative and tell stories with the videos. You know, we can we can do all oh, cutesy little boy girl videos all we want, and we have done that for how many years, you know? Um, so yeah, there we are. Punk rock tees right there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, speaking of videos in Chicagoness, one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great one. I, I think that only has about ninety-five kajillion views on YouTube. <laughs> so if we could talk about it, maybe we can draw some attention to it. Yeah. But it that, that combines a lot of the stuff we're talking about: romance, yes. Chicago, your yes. love for video. Yeah. Do you want to know the story real quick? About yeah, the video? of course I do. So we made a video with a buddy of ours, Mike Venezia, who's also from Villa Park. And it was a video with, like, you can actually find it on YouTube, 41234, 
and it's like this kind of cutesy sleepover video. There's some claymation stuff. The T's are like on the moon. It's it's like a really dreamy kind of whimsical video. Super cool. We all loved it. The label didn't like it, and they said, well, we're not going to put this out, and we're not going to pay for another video. So we're like, cool. Well, the song is like trying to get work its way mm-hmm. on the charts. Like, we need a video. So me and the same director, Mike Venezia, a buddy of mine from Villa Park, um, we got together at Portillo's down there over in yeah. Elmhurst, and we talked about, dude, we just got to make something like low budget just for free. Let's go out, shoot something kind of, you know, off the cuff. And so the very next, we got the idea for the one, two, three, four video, which was like, just go downtown, bring my guitar, break it out on a just bunch of busking. different yeah. street corners and just whoever stops and comes up to us, we talk to them and we get like their little story of, you know, their love stories or if they're couples or if they're friends or what they're doing downtown that day. And so the next day we just did it. It was December. It was freezing outside. And we did it, you know, we were down there for like five hours the next day. And in December, everyone downtown's in a good mood. Like, if you're walking around Michigan oh, totally. Avenue, like by the Art Institute. Wait, are you being sarcastic? No, I, I'm not. I it's feel the like holidays. Everyone's super pissed off downtown. No, I, I think, the... especially as you're talking to all the couples, I mean, everyone's kind of like, it's the holidays. Yeah, that's true. The holiday thing We're shut down. We're yeah. dealing with family. I'm getting some gifts for my girlfriend. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, we ended up, you know, a lot of people stopped and, and hung out and we talked to them. And then um, we got all their little stories, and we made them sign like a little like, "Hey, is it cool if we use this in mm-hmm. our video?" Yeah, sure. And um, and then within like three days, he had the Mike Venezia. He had edited this video, sent it to me, and I was like, you know, almost like welling up. It was like, yeah. "Holy shit, dude! This is so good!" Like we we kind of killed this. Yeah, it, it absolutely it was hit like the, mark. the perfect like sentiment for the song, mm-hmm. and like you said, just the love of Chicago and everything just came together perfectly. Uh, so yeah, check it out. Uh, our ten-year-old video for one, two, three, four. <laughs> the ten-year-old video. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Let Let's go back. You know, we'll we'll get back in the parallel universe. Sure. Let's hey there, Delilah. Oh, that's yours. <laughs> yeah. You did that one. Well, uh, you know, I wasn't even going to go to Hey There, Delilah yet, mm. but we may as well. Tell me about this TV thing. Hmm. So super. That was unbelievable. How much coverage? And like whatever that happened a couple of weeks ago, I was uh-huh. getting texts from people I haven't heard from in years. <laughs> oh my god, congratulations! Like the thing is, it, it's like super in development. I'm working with these producers about just putting together, um, just like the story arc. We've got the story arc. We've got this idea, and literally we're just starting to pitch it to like networks and production companies for someone to basically pay to put it into production and have it made so it's like in the infant stages and that press release came out and it just kind of blew up so so yeah there's no real real story yet but there will hopefully be one very soon there's smoke there there's a little bit of smoke yeah well, a I mean, couple of mirrors as well i think i mean speaking of hey there delilah i mean it was 10 years ago you were at the grammys yeah how insane was that period for you um it was kind of just a whirlwind you know, like, like, could you just not get your bearings during that period? Kind you're just, of, yeah. You're just being led places. Yeah, I think like, you know, touring in the van for ten years or whatever it was, leading up to that <laughs> moment, you know, where you're like, we're basically we're giving our, each other ten bucks a day to live, you know, to get Taco Bell and McDonald's <laughs> and, um, and you know, grinding it, getting 
you know, selling our own merch, trying to hawk CDs and get yeah. money to get gas to make it to the next show. You know, you'd think that was the hard work and that was the grind. But having the hit and, like, that summer of, of when Delilah was, like, huge and, like, everywhere, like, pretty much took years off our lives. I, I think. believe it. Like, it was nonstop. You know, we'd fly in the morning, go straight to a radio station, play the song. We would do at least three radio stations a day playing the same, you know, playing Delilah. And then we would go do, like, some kind of sound check party for another radio station yeah. or something. And then we'd play a show. And then we would, like, do a red-eye flight, sleep on the plane, and do the same thing the next day. It was uh, it was crazy. It's and, of course, then there's all these other things that are like, oh, and then you've got to go do, like, Jay Leno. And then do, you know, so there's, like, pressure, or kind of high-pressure gigs in there. Um, you know, we did, like, yeah, Dick, you have to Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve, mm -hmm. which filmed in, like... September or something, but but <laughs> I mean, to your New point, Year's. you have to be on. Oh yeah, at all these things. Oh like, yeah, like there is no down. You have to be fired up. That you have to right. take on the world. Yeah, not only on like oh I got to sing the song good, but you've got to be like charming and you've you got to be make everybody's everybody best feel friend. Great, yeah. and, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and, and kind of to the point of what you were saying, you know, doing all these different things for radio. What was great about Delilah? It was agnostic. Like every format yeah. wanted a piece of it well it started on alternative right because we had hate before that which mm -hmm. was a big alternative song. It's a strong word yeah it is yeah. um but yeah so then delilah started there and then just yeah just blew up and eventually it was on like you know i mean every, obviously you know everywhere it was number one at pop number one like on all the formats it's crazy i mean i i think you've endeared yourself the t's have endeared themselves to my family forever simply because of the iCarly. Ah, which I have seen every awful tween show. I Carly was always like one step above. It was above. good. It was. We got <laughs> lucky with that one. That was. I mean, I've sat. I've sat through Dog with a Blog. I Carly is I'm really. Sorry. The, I Carly was the, was it. That was the show. That was the show, and we had no idea that was something. As Delilah was kind of growing, that was something that the 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 label came to us, which is weird because the label was was a Disney owned right. Label, this was a Nick show, a Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how that happened, but um, but yeah, they came to us. There was some show. You guys should really do it. Do this, whatever. We're like, yeah, cool. It was just another thing in that whirlwind of stuff that we yeah. did one day, and um, and when we got there, it, it had never aired. It was uh, it was like they were you know filming the whole mm -hmm. first season or whatever it was. And we got there, and we recognized the girl, Miranda Cosgrove, as the girl from School of Rock. Yes, of course. Which that, immediately, we were all like, oh, cool. This is going to be cool. She's cool. she's awesome, you know. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, we did the show. We were in and out in, you know, four hours or something. Mm -hmm. And here we are, ten years later, still talking about it. It's like that had such a huge impact, um, and we really had no clue. It was literally just another thing we were doing, like, Promo another, stuff. Another place you were led. Yeah. Right, yep. Let's jump further back. Let's go back to the beginning of Plain White Tees. Oh, yeah. What do you remember the most about those days? Slogging it out, trying to get gigs at Metro, loading up a van, selling your own yeah. merch. What do you remember about that grind? It's so funny because it's like, man, it's so true, like the good old days, mm -hmm. you know? Like, those are the good old days, you know? I can think back to every period in my life, and I definitely had some awkward periods, you know, junior high and mm -hmm. whatever. And But it's like, I feel like... All of that, I can look back pretty fondly on, like, everything in life. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that time, it was it was awesome. It was like we had we had this this fire, and we, we knew that we just had to, had to do it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there was like never a gig really that we'd say no to. It was we 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 started the band and we had a uh, our our goal was to play the Metro within a year, mm-hmm. and we did. You know, the Metro was like all through high school that we lived there basically. You know, Q One One did the New Music Tuesdays, yeah. so, so we oh were God. there all the time for that. Um, you know, just I saw Weezer on the Blue album there. It was like Smoking Popes were always. It was yeah. like always so much amazing, amazing music coming through Chicago. And at that time, music was super important. You know, the whole alternative scene was mm-hmm. happening. Um, so yeah, we we started the band and and just yeah, like I said, Metro. That was our big goal. And within a year, we were there. And, and I I remember I I don't know if it was your first show there or not, but I remember the first time I saw you at Metro, you brought a crowd. I mean yeah. that that was a thing like. You you brought him in from it the probably burbs? wasn't the first show probably not. Uh, <laughs> no I mean yeah the first show was literally like everybody we knew hey you gotta come see us at Metro we need we need support but yeah eventually it definitely grew into something um, pretty tangible and, and pretty real in Chicago so the good old days there was a scene because of you there know was. bands like Lucky Boys Confusion mm-hmm. and um, you know there was a whole. A show off was kind of blowing up yeah. at that time, and we were all bros, and we'd all play shows together in the burbs, and then yeah, we started taking it to the city and metro, and putting together these cool shows, and people really caught on. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, all right, let's leap ahead to the to the more present day, SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, that's amazing, Tony. <laughs> Tony nominated. Yes, I know it's crazy, right? I mean, as, as we're sitting here in Villa Park, where you got your start, the idea that we're talking in the present day about BFF and SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. How thrilling. It's pretty cool. Like, I'm sure when you had a vision of, of what success looks like back in those <laughs> days, it didn't involve this. It was this. It was eating a burrito in a my burrito, car. James yeah, Van actually, this is, this is market. This is the Plain White Tees backslide starting right now, eating burritos <laughs> in a car. Perfect. Uh, but I, I, I can't imagine what that whole experience was like for you. Honestly, okay, so the experience was weird writing the song. Mm-hmm. So they had this idea, and for those that don't know, there's a SpongeBob musical right now on Broadway, and I wrote a song for it. Um, but this, I wrote the song probably five years ago. It was like this thing where they were starting to develop a musical, kind of like my Hey There Delilah mm-hmm. show. It's like, yeah, there's this musical happening. Nickelodeon, awesome. We want you to write a song. Cool. So I wrote this song in the first pass that I, you know, kind of had on it. Sent it in, and oh, we love it. Thanks. You know, we'll we'll let you know what's going on. Year goes radio by. silence, and I'm thinking, okay, oh, I wonder whatever happened. I guess nothing, you know. <laughs> and then they hit me up, and they're like, oh, you know, we love the song. The song's still in the show. We're developing it. Like, we need you to change a couple lines in the second verse to advance, you know, story plot, whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. And it's funny because I went back to to re-record the like a couple lines, uh-huh. and I realized I didn't even demo the song like in Pro Tools it was a voice memo on my phone so I couldn't even go back and like punch in a couple lines oh that's hilarious so I didn't even re-demo the song I just sent them the new lines and they were like great we love it and they just put it together and they put it together and again it was a year goes by I don't hear anything and um, then the next thing you know it's like yeah we're gonna be you know opening it up it opened in Chicago first last summer I think and uh and so yeah, I, I ended up flying out to uh, to Vegas and Miami, a couple different places, to play the song BFF with the the character, the guy Ethan, yeah. who plays SpongeBob, because they were kind of trying to hype it up with mm-hmm. buyers or whatever sponsors and stuff. And so I did like a lot of that 
to kind of help out you know get the thing off the ground and uh, then it premiered in Chicago brought my son and my grandma and my mom and stuff and it was awesome and then I went to the premiere on Broadway and it's it was just such a like it was like from go even from Chicago to Broadway it was like a demo to like a master I album. believe it it was crazy how much better it got what a thrilling experience for you super cool and then yeah then nominated for a Tony for a Tony crazy so now we, we've got to get you in movies and I know. more television. I need the Oscar and the Emmy. I want the, uh, no. Even though I didn't win any Tony, didn't win any Grammy for Delilah. But truly, I mean, it, it, it's, it's the cliche, it's right? The, but it is an honor the, to be nominated. Like, course. holy crap. It's like, crazy, yeah. Absolutely. And a Tony is just so far, like, I mean, I could see myself doing something for a movie or, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Grammy. But a Tony, like, was the farthest thing from my mind, you know. I love it. I think that yeah. is so cool. Yeah. What are All right, so Parallel Universe is the new album. Let me see. Do I have anything else? I've got tomato on my pants. <laughs> right, I was going to say, oh, my God, I've got tomato and oil Uh-oh. right on my pants where it does not need to be. Hmm. People will talk. Uh, no, I was going to say, speaking of the Tony and just doing things like iCarly 10 years ago, I think it's important to stretch out, to kind of put yourself in situations you wouldn't have imagined yourself in. Oh, yeah. Try new stuff. Oh, yeah. That's how we keep growing. Is this going as like no, a segue? No, I'm, I'm oh. it's not really a question. I'm just, oh. just a statement of fact. I was waiting for something you to like, make me try something new or something. <laughs> so, so with that, here's some tripe. <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, so Parallel Universe is the new album. Obviously, as the gears are starting to move, there's probably a lot ahead. Tour, etc.? Tour, etc. Exactly. You nailed it. Uh, <laughs> that was an easy one. That was a layup. Uh, so when does that start? Uh, is this like a big, we won't see you again for a long time tour? You know, I'm not sure. It's funny because we have, I have a son now, uh, Mike, our bass player. He's got a son, Tim, our guitar player. He's got a little girl. So it's weird that like, you know, the we're trying to tour... Back in the day, it was we were out for 300 days a year, right. just grinding, living in the van. Um, so we can't really do that nowadays with kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, we're we're figuring out the more strategic way of doing it, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, so for the next couple months, it's just a lot of. It's funny we're we're getting we make more money going and doing some fly dates, flying mm-hmm. around the country, and then coming back home than we would just getting in a oh, bus and it. going and you know. So that's what's happening the next couple months, and um, starting in 2000 and what is it, 19? Is that next? 2019, year? yeah. Yeah, that will be a lot more, uh, you know, on the road and touring and grinding it. I uh, love the new album. It sounds Thank great. You. I, Thank you. I love following the evolution of Plain White Tees. Yeah, it's been a weird one. It's been lots a great of, one. Lots of twists and turns, but it's like you know, that's kind of you what guys makes have always done your thing. Yeah. Like you just you followed your muse. Yeah, and here we are in a car. Eating burritos. On North Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Parallel Universe is the album. Uh, Tom, you're amazing. Plain White Tees are great. JVO. Come on. Legend. Uh, thank you for watching on Facebook Live. Thank you for listening on Carcon Carne. Uh, that's all I got. Eat, eat your burrito. Yeah. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>